So you want to start a podcast. You feel like it's what God's putting on your heart to do, but you have no idea where to go from there. Anchor.fm is what I used to edit and to put this podcast out to you each and every week. So if you feel like that's on your heart, you don't know where to start and you want something super easy, go to anchor.fm and get started today. Welcome to season 13 of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I cannot wait for you to hear the freedom story of the individual in today's podcast episode. I pray that it will leave you encouraged and it will also lead you to a closer relationship with God. Please share this with whoever you think needs to hear this message today. And thank you for your continued support and for listening and being with me for almost three years now. So God bless and let's do this. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I am super excited today to introduce you guys to a new friend. We've literally been talking for about 15 or 20 minutes offline and we could do this probably all day. But I was like, well, we probably need to hit record at some point. So to have you guys in our conversation, Kim Gentry Meyer, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Gina. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell my listeners more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I come to you today having released an album back in August that we are you know, doing a lot of work with right now. It's called Herald and it has eight songs. It's a very much a faith-based album and we'll get into that more, I'm sure. But um, so I know, you know, we've talked about, I love um, your focus of ministry mm-hmm. and, and, you know, being about kind of how did you come to freedom, mm-hmm. right, in Christ and the path that led you there and, and how do you walk that out? And, um, you know, I think different facets to that, but the one connected to the album, which has really been front and center in my mind recently is um, when I stopped Gina trying to decide how my life should look and how things should be, I guess you would call that striving, right? Or whatever. But when I quit trying to kind of decide how things should be, and I just said, okay, Lord, what do you have for me? Who am I to you? Mm-hmm. How do you want me to use my giftings? How do you want me to use my calling? I need some guidance here. I need some specific guidance. And he really came back to me and said, you're my herald. So clearly just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And it certainly wasn't a word I was thinking about. And so I found a lot of freedom through that. Um, you know, I sat with that word for a couple months even, and just really, I'm, we're both word people, right? We're both yes. writers. And so I looked at every instance of that word I could find both in scripture and outside of scripture. And, you know, I really just kind of started owning that word and, and taking that on. And so I came back to the Lord and said, okay, Lord, a better version. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we did that together. And then I said, okay, Lord, what else do you have? And he said, I want you to paint. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that ship has sailed too. And I've given that up. I haven't painted for a long time. And so he said, yeah, no paint. Mm-hmm. And he just put images of sunsets in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know how to explain it other than he put images of sunsets in my head. And so you can see, I, I put a few of these behind me just so you can kind of see, but this is actually the one that became the cover to my album, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the sunsets he gave me, one of the, one of the first sunsets he gave me. And so that's, you know, the cover obviously. So um, he gave me eight and, and so I just paired one for each song. Mm-hmm. So then I just kind of put it out into the world and, 
you know, I'm working with some folks to try to help me get it in ears because I just want it to minister, Gina. I just want people mm-hmm. to find peace and restoration and hope and mm-hmm. know that there's always a path out of whatever you're facing. Mm-hmm. And he is the way out. And that has given me incredible freedom to not to not know what that's going to look like, but to trust that mm-hmm. trust thing, right? Um, and just day by day, you know, he's helping me walk it out. And, and I'm finding a lot of a lot of freedom. I think, you know, mental freedom, emotional freedom, spiritual freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's just been really powerful. So, you know, I just, gosh, I really try to encourage everyone I can, you know, it's not too late right. to do whatever God has put on your heart. And it's okay to have to wait because there's a real growth process that happens in the waiting. And but at the same time, he will answer you. If you ask him, Lord, what do you have for me? Mm-hmm. Who am I to you? Um, how can I use the stuff in me that I just don't feel like I've had the opportunity to do? He will answer. And so I think there's, that's a lot of freedom. You know, when we just have this childlike, I think, um, questioning to him, really, right? Mm-hmm. Just a childlike faith and a childlike um, interaction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be complicated. I overcomplicate things, Gina. <laughs> So I've been trying to not do that as much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I really, um, I think I'm the same way, the achiever mentality. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that comes with, um, I don't know exactly how old you are, but I think that comes, you know, that's been like our generation where it's like, you know, the Gen X generation, like there's a lot of different facets of the Gen X, but then it's like, everybody wants to achieve higher and do better and be the best at whatever they're supposed to be. And there's nothing wrong with that, but Mm -hmm. not when that's the only thing driving you and the only thing Mm -hmm. driving what you're doing. So, Mm -hmm. and I think I've come to really learn that too with doing this ministry and doing this podcast is that it's not all about me. It's not all about my timing. It's not all about anything. And everything I've done started with a no, (laughs) like my no, Mm -hmm. it all started Mm -hmm. with me saying no. So Mm -hmm. I really, I relate with you in that part too, because, you know, God said, Hey, you've come to your freedom. I'm going to, I want you to start a ministry Mm. about that. And I said, no, Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. And then I want you to start a podcast. No. And then I won the equipment and it's like, well, I guess we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was subtle, Lord. (laughs) Just a little bit, just a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And I love hearing your story as well. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing your story through your music. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told you, and um, now I'm going to say it to others, that I listened to your album when I was on a bus on the way to New York City. And I just really connected with your music. And I find such peace with it. And like, I find rest in it. So the show notes today, there's a couple songs I do want to specifically talk about. One of the songs is Perfect Love. I'm sitting here looking at the lyrics right now, and I want to talk about your journey through this song and through the part of your life that you're talking about in this song. Yeah, sure. It actually came about because I was asked to write a song for an Easter service for church okay. a few mm-hmm. years ago, and I wanted to find a way to encapsulate the Easter story mm-hmm. very you know, kind of quickly, simply, and really just kind of anchor on those, you know, the main point of it and, and just have it be accessible mm-hmm. to people who might be coming to an Easter service and not as familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And so 
I just keep, kept coming back to the, the idea of perfect love and how, you know, there is no other perfect love. And that really, if I had to tell people one thing about the Easter story that came to my mind, Gina, you know, because it's, it's compassionate, it's loving and it draws people. Mm-hmm. And um, the song's a little bit different. It's not as rhymey, you know, as you might think of for a song, but I kind of did that on purpose because I really wanted it again to be accessible and not sound like every other song. I wanted mm-hmm. it to kind of stand out and to just almost be like a poem, you know, almost be yeah. like speaking, like I'm just speaking to you and I'm just sharing this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the song means an awful lot to me, um, but it really was just, it's an evangelistic, I would say, kind of mm-hmm. idea. But I really wanted the production of it to be very peaceful. Mm-hmm. I wanted the, the music to be kind of like water flowing, just like a really yeah. peaceful, you know, that's really, I'm so glad you you said peaceful to me about the album because that really was the intent mm-hmm. of the whole album is to be about, just to be a peaceful experience to listen to yeah, and for restoration to really be embedded in it. And so mm-hmm. um, that that's kind of the heart behind that song, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that because there's parts in here about <laughs> freedom, you. which completely is what we're talking about mm-hmm. today. So I thought that was yes. uh, so good. It spoke to me. The other one that spoke to me is the one that you mm-hmm. have talked quite a bit about okay. is the mind of Christ. And in that yes. I watched, I watched the story um, that you had recorded about that song and you talk about your own mm-hmm. battle with depression and how this song kind of came out of that. So can we talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I would love to talk about that because I think, Gina, even in this day and age, we still, as a Christian community, shy shy away from talking about mental health and mental health is health. And I just want to be able to have an authentic conversation about it and to open that up to others. And I think especially after the pandemic, goodness, I hear so many people just still having trouble with that. And, you know, I could quote all the stats, which I won't. But um, yeah, so it just felt it felt timely to me. And it was, as I said in the song story, pretty much the last song that we put on the album. The Lord just um, he just kept talking to me about Romans 8, 6, the mind governed by God's spirit is life and peace. Mm-hmm. And that just has become a, an anchor scripture for me. Mm-hmm. And I say it to myself every day. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I just kept hearing it. And so the bridge kind of just, I wrote it in my head and then I wrote the, you know, the, the course on my head driving to work and back. And it just felt like a song that was supposed to be on the album. But I tried to make Mind of Christ really realistic. Mm-hmm. because it talks about meeting someone where I, I have been and it just being kind of a, a dark, sad, you know, sadness of, around you, just, just a hard time, just some right. difficulty, but you're slowly starting to see your way out of it. You're slowly starting to see the light. And we did a music video for it mm-hmm. as well that I released fairly recently. And I, I even, you know, I talked to the, I just love it. I think it's so good. And <laughs> considering like we kind of talked offline that I have my own personal battle with mental health um, throughout my life. And I've had a lot of people on the podcast who have been through depression, anxiety, suicide, Mm -hmm. suicidal thoughts, um, had people commit suicide, have, you know, had all of these different parts about mental health. And it's just the thing that the church is still not there yet. It's still to the point where it's like, okay, you can pray it away and let's not talk about it. Let's just say we're going to pray about it and just shove it away and let's not talk about it any further. And I think you writing songs like this and 
the people coming on the podcast who are willing to talk about it, willing to open up to it, willing to say, you know, like you said before, mental health is health. And I think that that's something that is so needed these days. So thank you for being open about sharing about your own journey as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I really, you know, I really felt called to do that, to just be transparent and to talk Mm -hmm. about it. And what I would love, you know, is, is to be able to go around and show the show the song story and the video mm-hmm. and then open up conversations with different you know groups who might invite me to do that. That's really been on my heart, you know, to pray mm-hmm. for those kind of open opportunities, because I think when we talk about it, it takes away some of the power of the darkness. Right. Yes. I think just talking about it, getting anything in the light mm-hmm. makes it more manageable. Mm hmm. And just acknowledging that. And then, you know, just talking about how really the battle is for our minds. Yeah. It's, it's again, clear scripture. So um, there's absolutely physiological component. There's a spiritual component as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to have the conversation authentically and with no judgment. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's so important, you guys. And when did your battle start and how are you doing now? Yeah, I, you know, I would say it's something I've battled most of my life, honestly, mm-hmm. um, from a pretty young age. Yeah, I think, again, when I really started being open ab- about talking about it and um, just really anchoring myself every day in, in renewal of my mind, that's lifted a lot off of me about it. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. I mean, I would say um, I just have to be really mindful, no pun intended, to do, you know, to really make sure I'm in the word, make sure that I am renewing my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I'm being really intentional of, of what I, I think and do and um, how I spend my time mm-hmm. and just be realistic. And I tell you the other thing, I am very, very honest with the Lord in prayer time, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I will tell him even tiny little things that are starting to kind of bother me or get to me because what I have found is those tiny things get bigger and they get bigger and they get bigger and they become issues, right? Mm-hmm. If we're not kind of getting them taken care of when they're small. And I think sometimes we think we should only take big things to the Lord and that he doesn't care about these like tiny little details of our lives. But I think he does because right. he's such a detailed God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that one thing to just being like, okay, Lord, I really felt down about this or I felt really bothered about this today, or I could really see, you know, I could really, had really felt a shift today or whatever, just taking that to him. Mm-hmm. That's really given me a lot of freedom. Um, mm-hmm. if that if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. He is. He does care about the small details. He a hundred percent care because they're mm-hmm. not because there's something going on with you and it's not small to him. Yeah, he does understand and yeah. he he created us for a reason and he knew that we were going to have issues of whatever it is financial health, whatever it is. Yeah. He knew that before. Yeah. So he's, he's in the details. So he's with us and he doesn't mm-hmm. leave us. So absolutely. We all have issues, right? There's nobody right. that hasn't struggled with feeling down or feeling depressed or feeling right. whatever. And so I think just to, to make that a little less, again, taboo to talk about is so important. And, you know, I feel like I, I know at least when I was growing up, there were not these conversations happening, no. Gina. No, you know, I could have greatly benefited from from transparent conversations. I could have benefited from having the music video that I made, the song yeah. that I wrote. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I did it for, you know, I I, I did what I wish I had had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not pointing any fingers. It just wasn't, just wasn't the time, a time when, when this was talked about. So no. yeah. even understood, I think. So um, 
I just want to give the tools that I wish I had had. And then I want to be a part of, you know, just helping people. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a master's in social work as well. So I feel like that (laughs) helps me a little bit. Right. Helps me a little bit understand it um, from the physiological standpoint. And so the Lord just kind of, I felt like he's putting all these puzzle pieces together for me to kind of talk about this at this time. So Mm -hmm. Here I am, use me, Lord. Let me just get out of the way and <laughs> I am, use me, you know, I don't Amen. care. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> so you talked about Romans 8, 6 being one of your anchor verses. Is there any yes. other verses that you would consider your anchor verses? I mean, I will tell you that one is just the one I am really hyper-focused on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I definitely would, would say that one. Um, I also have a life quote that I might share if you don't mind that has yeah. just really been very helpful to me for for several years and it's it's an uh, Irma Bombeck quote doesn't love her um, it says and I'm reading it because it's on my wall I keep it right in front of me all the time it says when I stand before God at the end of my life I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say I used everything you gave me Amen. and that just um, whew, that got me the first time I read it you know. It convicted me, to be honest, you know, because I am one of those kind of perfectionist folks, you know, who, if I'm not the best at something, then I'm just not going to do it. You know, why do it? And what really hit me about that quote, I know it's not the scripture by any means, but it says a single bit of talent left. It doesn't say if I'm the best at something. It doesn't say if I'm the absolute greatest singer, greatest writer, greatest painter, greatest public speaker, greatest whatever. It said every bit of talent left I have. And so if he's given us something, if he's deposited a talent, a gifting, yes, it's our responsibility to develop it to the best we can, but but we can't get so stuck in that developing it that we don't ever release it. Mm. And I think that is a hard, that releasing it is, that takes a lot of courage and faith to do that, right? Mm-hmm. To put yourself out into the world and be vulnerable about topics that are personal and mm-hmm to share your gifting because there are always going to be critics. Well, right. people don't like it. Well, you know, they're not probably some, but some might, and some might, it, it might transform their lives through right. the power that the Lord has put in it. And so I think, you know, getting our mind kind of aligned with renewal and then having the courage to just put our gifts out into the world. Um, I think those are two things that really just describe where I'm at right now and what I try to really share with people like mm-hmm. you who are so kind to to give me time and space to talk. Oh yeah. It's like I said, it's been my pleasure and I'm grateful to Benita. Shout out to Benita for um, introducing the two of us because um, yeah, it, it was such, <laughs> Oh, we love, yeah. Love McCain and company. Yes. They are wonderful. Absolutely. They've, they've brought me some amazing conversations and years is up there because like I said, um, we're so connected in a lot of ways, which was really cool. And she knew that. So she knows both of us really well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, all right, Kim. So we have talked about a lot of different things on today's podcast. And the one last area I want to talk about is restoration. So can you share an instance of where God restored an area of your life? Absolutely. Yes, Gina. So uh, my husband and I, you know, this is a long time ago, but we love to still give the testimony just to proclaim God's restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, early, early in our marriage, we ended up having some difficulty and split. Mm-hmm. And the Lord very miraculously 
restored our relationship and our marriage and made it honestly stronger than it was to begin with. And we're, we've been married almost 20 years now. And, and like I said, that was many years ago, but you know, we feel passionately about sharing that just from the standpoint of giving our testimony and giving mm-hmm. God the glory um, for the restoration that he has, he has shown us and mm-hmm. just the, the miracle. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. To God be the glory. Amen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing about that as well. I have loved our conversation, like I said, both online and offline Me too. and everything. It's been so great to have you on the episode today. Where can people find you? Yeah. So the best place is to go to my website. From there, you can link to my music, to my social media, mm-hmm. read my blog posts, kind of everything that I'm doing. And it's kimgentrymeyer.com. K-I-M-G-E-N-T-R-Y-M-E-Y-E-R.com. I will put that link in the show notes and also a link for people to go uh, listen to the music. And guys, I really encourage you to go out and get, whether it be a physical copy or a digital Mm -hmm. copy, I mean, the painting on the front is beautiful. So, I mean, you might want to get a physical copy just for that too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I loved it so much. And like I said before, offline, I listened to it on a bus full of people heading to New York City. And I found peace in that. So, um, you know, you guys go listen because I know you'll find peace as well. One last thing before we're done today. Something that people don't know about you. If they aren't in your immediate circle, they may not know about you. So what is that? Well, uh, one kind of fun fact is I played the accordion. (laughs) I started playing when I was like in fourth grade. I, um, a woman in my church uh, who I really you know admired played and so I just decided I wanted to do that so mm-hmm. um yeah for Christmas one year I asked for an accordion and my whole family went together and got me this little accordion and I took lessons and the whole bit Gina I could play a mean polka I have this book of uh Christmas polkas that's it's called holiday Christmas gold and it's full of po- Christmas polkas and I'm resting now but I should get it back out and see if I could play but um yeah I was an interesting child I guess but <laughs> <laughs> I love the accordion so yeah oh, that's so awesome yeah we uh <laughs> I have an appreciation for a lot of musical instruments my favorite is actually the saxophone oh but... I play that too yeah, yeah. oh my gosh that is Alto, awesome yeah. yeah yeah I never have played a musical instrument I tried guitar it's just not my gifting my gifting is to listen to it and encourage other people to do it mm-hmm. including my nephews so I have one that plays the sousaphone and wow. another one that is still trying to figure out what he wants to do because he's in fourth grade. So it's fine. Okay. Yeah. And um, one is uh, one has played the drums, but I have loved all of our conversations. So Kim, thank you again for joining me. Guys, go listen to Harold. Thank you. And I'll talk to you guys next episode. Thanks so much, Gina. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I pray that each of you will take something from this episode, that you will be challenged, that you will be encouraged in your walk with God. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review so that other people can find this and other people can listen to the stories of God's redemption. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next episode.